Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. It is Thursday, y'all. Not Wednesday. But we had some technical difficulties last night, a.k.a. Your boy, the real Dre, had to get a new phone. I was about to say, tell him what happened. <laughs> I dropped it. Um, what? No, no, no. What happened after that? Then I tried to fix it. <laughs> it made it worse. <laughs> Go on and get the whole truth out. <laughs> dropped it with the clamp on it that I kind of rigged up and tried to glue it. The, the glass plate had separated from the metal casing of the uh, of an iPhone. So I tried to use a little bead of super glue, glue on the side there, and clamped it on the sides. And I think it would have been fine, but the morning alarm went off, and I forgot I had a clamp on it, and it dropped, and I think the clamp snapped my uh, screen. And it all, all I could see was about the top 10%, 15% of my screen, my phone screen, and I don't know if you've ever tried to guess at a text message when you're typing it on the keyboard, but uh, it's pretty pretty fun. <laughs> I'm gonna bust so, the the folks. I'm all I'm all back technologyed up, man. So uh, nobody has to worry anymore. Ready to roll. Talk a little Georgia football and Georgia recruiting with Jason Harry Dog, as you heard earlier. Man, what's going on? It's been a big week for the dogs, huh? Crap, yeah. Might as well go and get us out of the way now. Elijah Moore just called a 70-yard touchdown. Down there for St. Thomas Aquinas. And Zeus Zamir White has over 80 yards rushing at the end of the first quarter. Oh, wow. After he had, what, 100 Fifty or something last week with a yeah. I was in just a scrimmage on like three runs or something. It's yeah, great. first run, first touch of the season was like what sixty five yards for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. He may be a tinge faster than people think too. Hey, and I'll tell you this too: we need to do absolutely everything we can. To flip Otis Reese. Yeah. Are they them play against Mary Persons, and he is a freaking beast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He was <laughs> lighting them up. I mean, it's like, it was Alec, Alec Ogletree like. Oh, wow. Uh, he was nasty. Hmm. And he's kind of right now. I mean, pretty much same size, kind of like he's he's the perfect size for a safety right now. But once you get him in a college weight room, he he's moving on up. 
I mean, he's doing Damn. good now. He looks like a college linebacker now. Moving closer to the line of scrimmage? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, man, he's a lot. Today, he, ooh, he plays a lot like Ogletree, man. Ooh. Gotcha. Sign uh-huh. him up. Flip him. Oh, my God, no matter what. I don't care if you got to <laughs> – let his brother transfer from Central Michigan and give him a scholarship. Uh, just like Ogletree. <laughs> <laughs> so this one to be a transfer. Give his brother a scholarship. Let's go. Yeah. This be two year, two or one, one or two years, huh? Yeah. Get get the brother a scholarship. Bring him back on. Bring him on down. <laughs> just make it all the way, hundred ten percent Ogletree like. <laughs> well, let's get to it, man. Talk. Let's talk a little bit about Elijah Moore. It's one of those kids that, you know, 5'10", 5'11", may may get up to six foot, you know, before it's all said and done. Uh, about 180 pounds, fast, quick. Um, he's kind of – and it, it commits to Georgia Tuesday afternoon – or Tuesday night. He was 8, 830. Um, and it was kind of a – you know, it's kind of weird because um, that night I went to, you know, because he, he was just doing like a quick Twitter announcement. He wasn't doing anything elaborate. So I went and checked his Twitter about 8.15 or so. And the at that time, I haven't gone back and looked, but at that time the pinned tweet at the top of his page was, I think it's Ohio State or Miami and – I forget the other two, South Carolina maybe or, or Clemson. It's like those three teams are standing out to <laughs> to Elijah Moore, and that was dated 7-2 of this year. And I was like, wow, okay. And they came down basically to – he had said last couple of weeks, you know, reports were saying it was Georgia and Ole Miss that were really his two leaders coming down the stretch, which made me as a Georgia fan feel pretty – Pretty damn confident, actually, with everything that's going on at Ole Miss. Man, it's, it's like a message, y'all. Uh, yeah, that, that's, what to, that's what I was getting to. Then he used to piss you off when we were all in on a kid and we just knew we were getting him, and he takes one visit somewhere else, and then he's done, and he goes there. That used to happen to us all the time, man, multiple <laughs> times a year. All the time. So, it's it's nice being the one to do it to do it to others. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you kind of understand then. It's kind of yeah, you know, you just go in, you make a good impression on a kid. And <laughs> it's kind of fun being. It's kind of fun being the bully. Exactly. <laughs> just saying. But, yeah, but now somebody you know, somebody somebody's got to bully the bully. Yeah. So why why not UGA? Exactly. Everything's there. How does this affect the the recruiting class and the in particular the, for the wide receivers? Is it, you know it's kind of been thought they were going to go three. I've kind of been seeing a little more people's thoughts tra- changing over more to maybe just sticking with with two uh, to two receivers right now with hopefully Kiaris Jackson tomorrow and now Saturday Elijah Moore or Saturday. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think. I, 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 I think it all but guarantees Josh Van to South Carolina. That would be the main thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, him and, uh, him and Moore, 
you know, kind of pretty Similar. close. Both of them actually went off at the opening. Mm-hmm. And and you hate that because you don't know a kid, you hate to say they're scared of the competition, but, you know, Van did and has made comments himself about the amount of receivers Georgia took last year. So they were not right. scared of the competition, but, you know, he knows he knows what the depth chart looks like, I guess would be a better way to put it. Right. Well, and, and you know, that was a, a thought, too, of those two. If, it, if they were battling for one spot, so to speak, I know typically you want to take the in-state kid, but, man, it's hard to turn away some of those South Florida skill guys, defensive backs. Man, especially one from – you know you're getting somebody from St. Thomas Aquinas. You're getting somebody that's coached up. Right. And right. I could probably and come in and compete or, you know, right away. And they probably so go against – You look at the guys we took last year, you know, all of them, all of them are bigger guys, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 6'5", all that good stuff, so. So it's obvious we're going, you know, after the more shittier guys this year. When in the years past we would have our entire roster of wide receivers would be the five foot eleven slot receivers. Right. So, so you know, they're they're mixing up, they're mixing up pretty good. They're mixing it up. I think if you do see them, you know, just say. They fill up on another position quick or, you know, whatever. Somebody doesn't commit that we thought would commit, you know, whatever happens. If we do end up taking a third for whatever reason, I think you might see, uh, oh, crap. Six of five guys that went down to IMG. Jalen Jordan? Yeah. I think you'd probably see us go after somebody like that. Which that wouldn't hurt my feelings either, to be honest. I, it's hard to turn away a receiver that can move like that at six foot, you know, with a six oh, foot yeah. four frame. Well, and and you are you would already have more in Pierre's, you know, in this class, so you don't want a third one just like them. Right. Right. Um, I'm excited to get to get more, and and he had a little bit of a. Was he on the team? At the opening with uh, with Fields, or did he just get to know him over? No, he was with uh, Cook. Was on his team. Oh, uh, okay. And then Fields was, had Vant, had Josh Van, and Luke Ford. Okay. Tied in. He had them on his team. Well, he had mentioned he had mentioned something about Fields, hadn't he? Uh, more. Yeah, they talked. <laughs> I'll make sure he wasn't on the same team. I don't think he was. But uh, he even said they talk every day, so they may have been. I might be wrong. Eh, Probably not, but... um, But he said they talk every day, and he was going after them. And then O'Dellari said the same thing today. Yeah, that's... that's, The next headline is Big Aziz O'Dellari commits to the dogs today out of Marietta. The number three, I think he kind of gets a little overlooked, man, even though he's still highly rated. Well, two, but he, 247 has him as number three and 25 overall. The rest right. of them, I think that's because he, because he did so well at the opening. The rest of them have him a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty high territory when you're getting into the, what do you got, K.J. Henry and then who – 
I don't know who number two is, but and then then it's pretty much Ojolari according to you know two four seven and some other sites. So okay, um, here you go. Yeah, Elijah Moore was on Team Hyper Strong with uh, James Cook, and then uh, Jack Tuttle was his uh, main quarterback. So he wasn't on. Uh, On the fields. Putting on fields. Putting on fields team. That's all right. As long as they, you know, got something going and. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it. they hit it all somewhere sometimes because they talk about they talk like every day and all. So, hey, right. hey, hey, yes, whatever it takes. But basically, all three of our commits this week are all over fields. Right. No doubt. Um, Ojolari, talk about his game. I think, according to the Dog Nation article, the the hat wasn't exactly the the reddest of reds. <laughs> kind of, I think it kind of scared some people for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it shouldn't have scared you too bad because he was about as much of a stone cold lock to Georgia as you can get. Right. So that's why I wasn't too worried, but. If it was somebody that was kind of in between and really, really deciding, it it would it would have confused you. <laughs> they need to, uh, I don't know. They need they need to get the hats with the G's on it. Yeah. So, so everybody would know. All those, some of those years of of recruiting announcements past really <laughs> reared their ugly head, <laughs> ugly head out there to, for a lot of people today. I think. Well, I mean, he knew what he was doing when he came in with all black on. So, I mean, right. everybody's right. watched so many of these doggone things. You could tell they're going to pick where they sit and what they're wearing and what their family's wearing, basically. Oh, yeah. They they pick everything. Oh, he looks like he's wearing a red undershirt. Uh. <laughs> but Marietta High, haven't they kind of – they're kind of looking at a bit of a resurgence on the football field, right? They, they've yeah, kind of been they down. Yeah, Ojalari's younger brother is supposed to be, ends up, or I guess you could say potentially, going to be better than him. Mm. Same position or what? Yeah, I think so, more than likely. Um, I think Marietta, I think that's, uh, is that Rex Robinson's high school? I don't know. I'll have to reach out to him and see. Um. Yeah, and you know the kid really—he really—he uh, researched. He put a lot of research into this, you know, into his decision. Um, you know, was looking at Clemson, Florida, other schools like that, and actually said, I think in that article, Dog Nation, he referenced that that at one time Clemson and Florida both at one at separate times, you know, were we're in the lead for him and uh you know he just kind of and i know the family is very uh very education based uh, you know as far as his decision as well that that played out into it as well he kind of he said in the article he said i chose the school this school because i knew if football was taken away from me i would still be able to go to school and get a great education so um that would be 
you know, and I'm, I'm guessing he's going to look it into business maybe or, or you know, pre-law. I don't know. Who, who knows what he would, he's going to major in yet, but if we could get him on sometime, it'd be nice if we can reach out to him and see. Um, but, yeah, and also the research part of it I was talking about was that he he really, re, you know, checked out the depth chart. I mean, he sees there's two defensive you know, in slash outside linebackers seniors this year that are going to be heading out. That means there's two starting spots next year, most likely, up for grabs, you know. So he, he's 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 played it smart in, in several different ways, you know, both off the football field and on the football field depth chart-wise, you know, quickest – Quickest route to 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 a starting position. So he made it. Obviously, he made he made the right choice. But uh, you know, it's good to see these kids really actually put some thought into it instead of seeing so many kids. uh, Well, the the main thing he said was uh, main thing he said was you know he wanted somewhere he took football out of the equation and wasn't somewhere that he would just go, which I think is a great idea for all of them. Yeah. Because coaches change, assistant right. coaches change, teammates change, you know, players going in the class with you change, they don't make it, they transfer, you know, whatever. So, I mean, you got to find a place that makes you happy no matter what. So, you know, you right. need the quality education that you want no, no matter what. I think that's a great idea for all of them. Definitely. So, okay, would I go here if football was not involved? Well, that's the... You know, and but even on the football field, it's frustrating when you see you know places like Alabama or you know they'll have they'll sign you know five defensive ends in one class you know and then they'll try to sign three four more the next year you know so I mean it's oh what what about that year where they signed uh, Alvin Kamara Tyron Jones and like two or three others yeah yeah and everybody uh, was like come on guys you've got to know better than this. The kid from uh, Arkansas, um, he ended up passing away just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tenpenny, ten Tenpenny one. Yeah. Speaking of that class, you I think you posted on FieldStreetForum.com the other day that uh, Tyron Jones just got arrested for, was it assault? I think it said something about he hit a man and a woman with the butt of his gun or something. I can't, I can't remember it, but. He he fell off pretty bad, but people were saying, yeah. "Watch out for him when he was being." Because we had uh, Kubla now; they were kind of close together. Right. Kubla came like the class after him, maybe or something like that. So, so you know, we were looking at both of them. And, you know, folks folks were saying, "Then watch out for him." So. Yeah, hope he can figure. He's still young, man. He's got to. You got to get these kids to figure it out. It's. it's I think uh, another thing O'Jalori said said he wants to wear number seven because they've uh, Lorenzo Carter. Oh, okay. So they oh, have I think it's probably a good. I think, I think that's probably a good comparison as far as their body type and speed and and all that. I think honestly, O'Jalori might have a little more bend to him. Mm-hmm. I think Lorenzo might be a better like pure athlete. But I think Ojolari might have a little more bend to him and might already be a little more stronger than what Carter was, you know, his senior year. Coming in, yeah. yeah I think, I think 
think he may end up being a better pass rusher just because he's a little bit stronger. Has looks to me like he has a little bit better bend than Carter. Which I think he may end up being a better pass rusher than Carter because yeah. of that. Well, which that bend basically is kind of allows him to you know keep moving but get lower in on a on the pass rush to get underneath yeah, the block. How, how, the, right? how the heck else are you gonna get around the offensive lineman? Because <laughs> you ain't going head to head with them, right? Get under it, get around them. Yeah. How about? Uh, and I guess we kind of everybody's pretty much assuming and and hoping for another commit come Saturday, what we already mentioned with Kiaris Jackson. Um, Man, I I'd be one of the best of that dude's been committed so long. I know, but <laughs> we just gotta. I always want to. I don't want to actually just come out and say it, just because I. I don't know. <laughs> hey, he's, he's actually on uh, a six eighty as a fan. Talking about him and Fields are in a group chat with one more player, and they talk every day. Oh really? Yeah, so I be one of the best years, uh probably Hill, I bet. Cause Fields and Hill, uh DeAndre Hill, Trey Hill, they're they're real close to you. Oh okay. So that would be that would be my guess is Hill, the other in state guy, Houston Houston County. Yeah. How is um I just, you know, like I said, you never want to just come right out and say there's 100%, you know, committing Saturday or doing this or doing that or whatever. So, But I think it's a very good chance for Georgia to add another add another kid in Kyrus Jackson. I think, I, think Alabama gave, uh, I think Alabama gave old Jackson a little bit to think about, but. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be a big surprise, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, and it's gonna be the yeah. kind of the capper for a, a big week, a huge week for Georgia. You know, with really, really getting the ball rolling. Hopefully, hopefully we can get out of the fifties now in the recruiting rankings. <laughs> I, I think we already are. I think we're at the thirty now. Oh, okay. Well, good. With uh, with with Ojulari. That's right, because they moved up to like 48 or so. Yeah, these three this week behind Zeus will be your top three Raider recruits. Right, right. I mean, you got Zeus and you got these three. So, I mean, but there may be another one coming. What what Saturday do we play at State? Two two weeks from from this week. From from this Saturday, I should say. Huh? It'd be September second. Yeah. So what? Two two weeks from now, we might be getting another one. Yeah. Apparently, there's uh, some chatter that James Cook may be visiting on for Appalachian State game season opener. And it could be it's, his official. Yeah. I mean, you got to put him on on commit well, watch. Yeah. That's 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 cool with me if he's an early enrollee. Right. How many but, um man them, them South Florida kids though they could be wishy washy now. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't like doing one that early if he ain't gonna enroll early because 
Especially the cook. Yeah, was he had three commit two commitments? Three commitments. Oh, I can't already? remember, man. I remember he played Florida like a drum. Yeah, Dalvin. Oh yeah, Dalvin couldn't play Florida, man. He played them so bad. <laughs> that was uh oh man, I'm terrible with names tonight, dude. <laughs> that was uh Seymour like. Wasn't it Seymour that did the shirt? Yeah, yeah, Richard Seymour. Dalvin, Dalvin did Florida kind of Seymour like. He he did him yeah. he did him ugly. He did him wrong. If it was if it was UGA, we would all be pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our. We would hate his guts forever. He, we would hate t- if 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 Dalvin Cook did Georgia the way he did Florida. He would be on like tumble level hate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, he's Florida's Tunzel, basically. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> um. And you know what? It's funny you mentioned that Seymour picture from Sports Illustrated back in back in the what early nineties, late eighties, and uh, that to me is really. I mean, I know there was you know the Herschel stories and the you know uh, Bo Jackson stories and all these stories where you hide recruits and. What was the kid at Oklahoma? They did the Marcus Dupree, <laughs> all those kind of things. You know, yeah, that era of recruiting. But then I, I really think the Richard Seymour tearing open the shirt. You know, everybody thought he was going to Florida, and I, and I, I'll be honest, I, don't, I didn't really follow recruiting a whole lot back then. But I, I don't, and I, so I don't know why everybody thought he was going to Florida. But then him flipping, you know, ended up coming to Georgia, tearing off the, the Florida shirt, you know, committing to Georgia. That, I think that's kind of what really amped up and ramped up the the recruiting industry, you know, again, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gave everybody a reason to, to follow the, you know, kind of follow these kids, what they're thinking. And then, of course, with the with the Internet, it just steamrolled from there. But, oh, um, blow it up, baby. Man, that that, that really – Two four seven rivals scouts, everybody, all anybody that has anything to do with recruiting can can thank Richard Seymour for uh, <laughs> for, for doing that. Dude, even even all even all the blogs like ours, it's all of us, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every everybody that's got anything to do with recruiting in, in high school and college sports, that's you you owe man, Richard Seymour. I'm telling you right now, I'm sitting here you. watching uh watching House and County on offense. And they hadn't run a run play while I've been watching that didn't go behind Trey Hill. Oh, really? This dude is a freaking mauler. Because <laughs> he held his own against uh, Malik Herring last year. Right, right. Because they moved him out to play like right tackle just to play, you know, one-on-one with Herring all the time. Right. Hey, man, they just ran a play behind him. Oh, my God. <laughs> that dude, man, he's got a tree trunk for legs. I'd let him, I'd let him kick. <laughs> He'd kick the air out of the football with those legs. He is, he's a uh, – I mean, it's crazy, man. The, the You got Salyer and, and Hill, both, what, one and two in the – 
you know, I'm, highest rated guards in the country and their offensive line. I'll tell you right now, Sal, Sal, you're starting day one. I can promise you that. Yeah. There's never been a – I don't – I can't think of an offensive line recruit that was just a surefire day one starter. Yeah. Because he's – man, he is ridiculous. And then the chance to get both of them, oh, my God. Even all the even all the Clemson people are putting their – have been putting their picks in for Sawyer to UGA now. And they were thought to be yeah. the kind of biggest, you know, biggest competition. I think Auburn's going to probably end up being the biggest competition for Hill, but I still for don't know if we have anything to worry about. Yeah, he uh, – it's, it's going to be – I mean, there's a lot, you know, they're playing this very well, I don't, you know, they're playing things really close to the vest. They're really, I mean, at least publicly, you know, they're definitely keeping their options open, you know. If they do see stuff, something that they don't like, you know, they're they're leaving enough wiggle room there that they can say, they they can go to oh, I, or I off think, or wherever. I think they're trying to have fun, man. Right. I think they're trying to enjoy the recruitment a little bit before it gets too serious. And but I don't blame them. I do the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, especially if I didn't have like direct ties to a school. I mean, as an adult sitting here right now, I commit to Georgia off the bat without a blink of an eye. But you know, with a kid like that and no ties, and man, I'd have as much fun as I could. I might tell yeah. Georgia a little early that I'm coming, and then still have fun. But right. I'd be that guy. I'd be that guy. I'd be that Ray Drew committing on other people's visits to other schools and <laughs> going with them and talking to them under my breath about UGA. I'd be that guy. Yeah, that uh, it's weird watching a uh, house in County right now. You know, you used to seeing Jake Fromm back there at quarterback, and then uh, and then his twin brothers. And the starting running back all went to Warner Robins. Warner Robins, and that that definitely parlays into my uh, next little thought with uh, that article from that had all the so many of the transfers going around. Kind of broke it down pretty well with, uh, and that surprised me with with the the Fromm brothers and, and the other guys from Houston moving to Warner Robins. I think, if I remember right, you know, the head coach went to, like, a smaller school, like, back in his hometown. Oh, okay. So, they got a new coach, and if I remember right, the old offensive coordinator who, like, left before last year, he was offensive coordinator at Hudson County, and then he took over the Warner Robins job. So it was like uh-huh. their old offensive coordinator. Okay. So, you know, they knew the offense. They knew his same offense. They already know him. They loved him as a coach. You know, right. no, I mean, same offense. You just go over and, and do your thing with him again. Right. Um, I'll just run down it real quick because there, there's quite a few that kind of, you know, made me kind of, do a double take, like, oh, he he left his school last like, year and moved on? There was, like, one or two on there that played, like, this year be their fourth high school in four years. 
<laughs> Crazy, man. I, I know I saw one or two on there like that. What can they do? What can the GHSA do other than actually enforce the rules? But You have to start making them sit out. Yeah. Because every I mean, time they appeal... You're not going to have... They're not going to have the manpower to look at every, every single one on a case-by-case basis and research it and drive by and see if there's a real house there and drive by and see if they're really living there. You know, I mean, they're not going to have the manpower or the time to do all that. So, I mean, they're almost going to be damned if they do and damned if they don't because if they leave it the way it is, everybody's transferring. But then think- if they change it to where you had to sit out, you're punishing the kids that really moved for the right reasons. It was a legit move, you know. Right. So you're I mean, either going to let it be a free-for-all or you're going to punish people who shouldn't be punishing. Right. Maybe they can do something like, you know, everybody has is allowed one transfer in four years or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, something, but. And then after that, but, yeah, what you're talking about, is that's ridiculous. But then so, how advantageous is it for them have these powerhouse teams coming from the state of Georgia and getting all that attention. All right. Yeah. They definitely have get bit, get the perks of it as well, too. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I mean, I think it's funny they allow, like, all these transfers, especially all the transfers to Grayson. Right. I think it's uh, funny yeah. they, allow all, they allow all that to happen, but then they get pissed. And they tell Georgia schools they can't schedule IMG Academy. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, which I don't like the whole IMG Academy thing either. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like taking their side or anything. I just think it's funny the way the way they do sometimes. Yeah. Well, let me run through this real quick. Uh, Michael Harris, uh, Defensive Player of the Year for Lovejoy, is transferred over to Tucker for his senior year. Of course, he was – he and Georgia had some conversations, but he ended up committing to Auburn. Uh, Rico Fry from Creekside is now at Cartersville. Uh, rushed for 4,000 yards in his career so far. Uh, Marietta, we just talked about them with uh, Ojolari. Let's see. Harrison Bailey is there. Uh, one is Christian Ford wide receiver, and Dawson Ellington, the cornerback, and Eric Gilbert, a tight end. But those are all uh, sophomores that came in to Marietta. Uh, some that Hateville Charter. What is Hateville Charter? Are they, are, they kind of, are they a private school, do you know? Or It seems like they can get a lot. I think the school's huh? only open like Eight or nine years or something like that. Okay. They seem to get a lot of transfers as well. Yeah, it's a newer one. Uh, they got a couple of them. Talit Collins from down this way at Benedictine. Um, and then the Kingsley Ingabare kid. Of course, Nolan Smith. IMG has some kids. Nolan Smith, Josh Walker, Charles Thomas, Jermaine Burton. All at IMG. Uh, Rashad Chaney, of course, switched over. He's the Georgia commit defensive tackle. He went over to Cedar Grove. 
Tommy Trimble. Tyler Gillis is over at Buford. Uh, see if there's any others that are really Georgia related. Yeah, I don't really see anything else, but it, it's a pretty good article. It's on WSB Sports if you get a chance to check it out. Um, hey, and actually, just to give them their props, and he's a good dude. I've been talking to him a lot. WSB mm-hmm. actually took that article from the uh, Georgia High School Football Daily email. Oh, uh, okay. So you can subscribe to that email and uh, and get get all that stuff, which is pretty cool. I mean, we used a lot of the stuff before, too, but we usually try to put it in there, you know, from Georgia High School Football Daily or something like that. Right. <clears throat> yeah, he's a, he's a uh, cool dude, man. You need to look that up and subscribe to that email. He's got a lot of good stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Definitely check it out. We might We might actually do some recruiting stuff for him. Oh, okay. We can have him on the show sometime if you want. Yeah, um, yeah. Cool. How about um? now, I heard you say, uh, talk about some the defense being nasty. So that, that reminds me of <laughs> the reports that you were you and a couple of guys from from the board and some from off the board were able to head over to Athens on this past Saturday. Tell us. Tell us a little bit of what you saw, man. What was what was the main overlying thing that, that stuck yeah, out? Yeah, good, good, old, good old Chevy was nice enough to take a couple of us. So that was pretty cool, man. Oh, I bet. What what really stood out to you from the from the scrimmage? Was it was it the man, defense? Man, that defense is all over the field. <laughs> And I like I like I like uh I like Malcolm Pierce. Mm-hmm. And I hate that he's out, but it'll hurt more depth wise, but it's not gonna I don't think it's gonna kill us on the field putting Aaron Davis and like McGee out there. Right. I think um, we've been practicing now Aaron Davis at starting corner and McGee at the star. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be that big of a drop-off on the field with the ones. You know, it'll hurt us depth-wise, and obviously Paris can play and as a tackler. I'm not saying it's not going to hurt us at all, but it's, it, right. won't, it, won't, it won't kill us, I don't think. Not from what I saw. And for those so that if Tyree really... McGee plays like he played Saturday with a black jersey on because he was hurting, mm-hmm. oh, dear Lord. You give me 11 Tyreek McGee's, and I'll give you the number one defense in the nation. <laughs> was he, I'm uh, not even kidding, dude. Cause he was, that's supposed to be a non-contact jersey, right, the black? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's hurting. He was he's still flying around. Still flying around. You give me 11 Tyreek McGee's, and I will give you the number one defense in the nation. That dude, is, he's just a workhorse, man. Yeah. And that that defense was all over the place. Trent Thompson was just unblockable. Right. Uh, David Marshall made some plays. Tyler Clark made a bunch of plays. Ledbetter, I think, was hurt. Mm-hmm. He was still out, I think. I, I think mean, he's sick, right? Was yeah, there an illness yeah. going around? 
<laughs> I, I don't ever say what's wrong with them now, just an right. illness or whatever. And I mean, <laughs> Roquan and Patrick, they're just, man. I don't know if you're going to find a better inside linebacker gentleman in the nation. Yeah. Uh, those two dudes, they're just big. Both of them, man. Because Patrick kind of has that, you know, that the size and everything. And Roquan's gotten way bigger than he was when he first came on, obviously. But, but he's able to he's been able to maintain freaking pounds. Yeah. And but, and, and but Roquan's been able to maintain that speed that he had as well at, at, at what, two, what is he up to, about 230, 240 now? Yeah, I think 235-ish, something like that. I mean, that's... Get this, though. They ran some today with a lead better at outside linebacker. Really? Absolutely. Wow. That just shows that's the versatility far. of that kid and athleticism. Well, he oh, used to play gosh, tight end, too. Yeah, I mean... I mean so, yeah, there's... And it was just absolutely not fair. The second string Saturday, it wasn't fair. The second string O-line having to go against the second string D-line. Mm-hmm. We're we're definitely much deeper on the D-line. Yeah. Oh, they they have, man, a lot of the time they were just abusing those dudes. Yeah. Did they go one-on-ones very much or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did that at the beginning. They oh, okay. started off... Uh, they started off in the beginning. They did uh, offensive line was on about the 50 doing one-on-one, O-line and D-line. And then uh, the quarterbacks and receivers and running backs were doing, you know, doing the plays themselves without the O-line. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of it was there. Some of it was with the defense, I believe. And so, and that's where I thought Big Ben looked the best because, I mean, he was stonewalling dudes. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked good, like, the whole practice, but then Monday he's on second string right tackle. Right. And then because Saturday he's running first team right tackle, and then I thought he did, like, awesome. I thought he was one of the best-looking ones out there, and then all of a sudden he's second string right tackle Monday. I was like, well, dang, what the fuck I was wrong on that? <laughs> and then my boys had to correct me when I said uh, on Wim's long touchdown where he did the flip into the end zone. Uh-huh. Where I thought, I guess I was looking at the lineman. I can't, I can't remember what I was looking at, but I thought Speed had good coverage, but they said he looked bad. They said he oh, really? had to catch up and all that. But they corrected me on that one. Well, I will. The Wims, man. I know everybody's heard the story, but we have to tell it. We have to talk about it again because we. Pretty much everybody laughed about it for like the one and a half, two hours that he was having to do it. Last like the whole time. And my boy got, I mean, literally got put in the corner. <laughs> I'm not, not, I mean, literally, Kirby Smart made him go stand in the corner by the hedges and look up into the stands, into the empty stands. <laughs> and then made him do the stairs and you know, he, was, he wasn't running the stairs. He was walking the stairs the whole time, pretty slow. And so yeah. he did the stairs like twice and tried to go back on the field, and Kirby was like, hell no. And so I sent him back, and he, he did the stairs for like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> it was great. But one thing I did notice, I mean, you know, Kirby's smart. He'll jump on him. He'll jump down the throat. 
But what I did like is when Wims finished after his hour and a half, two hours, he got back on the field and Kirby walked over to him and put his arm around him and walked with him a little bit. And you could tell it was one of those, you know, build them up after you tear them, tear them down moments. Right. But, so he didn't just chew his ass and then leave it at that. Like, you know, like, look at me, I'm the big coach, but oh, I can do what I want. So, you know, he, he, was, he was coaching him up. He was coaching him up. After he yeah. put him, I mean, literally put him in the corner like a child. <laughs> hey, Wims could be potentially too important <laughs> to this wide receiver core to just completely tear him down and not build him I, back up. I'll tell you what Kirby said after, too. He, uh, before he did the media, he, he like, came back and talked to us. And, mm-hmm. uh. And I can't remember the exact words. I can remember some of the exact words. But he basically said, after the Tennessee game, I thought all the dumb mistakes were over. And he was like, right. and he was like obviously, you can see that that's different. He said, but I can tell you this, that's going to change. And these were his exact words after that. He said, because if it doesn't, they won't be on this football team. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Either their actions will change or they're going to change. Oh, yeah, or they're, or they're done. Right. That's good. I mean, that's... And so that's everybody good. just... Everybody loved that. Everybody was like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else with the practice Saturday that we really hadn't talked about yet. But there was one play me? where... Uh, there was one play where... They not only do like red zone. They they not only do like goal line, but then they do where your backs to the goal line too. They practice that. Oh, okay. And you know, running plays out of that. And so, I can't remember what running back it was. It may have been Harry, and but uh, there was one on popped it to the outside, and freaking a mere speed came in and stood him up, kind of at the line of scrimmage. Maybe he may have got a yard or two first, but you know, it was right there. And uh, and Amir Speed went in and stood him up, and I don't. I mean, he just got the upper hand and and speared the dude like freaking Goldberg, man. <laughs> so so that was pretty cool. So the physicality, you could you notice a difference in that too? Oh man, man, Here's, Kirby Smart needs a raise right now. <laughs> One for hiring Sam Pittman. Two for hiring the strength and conditioning team that he hired. Yeah. Because those dudes are big. And yeah. I haven't seen Alabama team yet, but they're obviously who everybody compares. You know, they're at the top. So, I mean, if it's going to come up, you have to compare yourself to the best if you want to be the best. But you know how we used to always talk about our guys just look different from Alabama's guys? Right. I haven't seen Alabama's guys this year, but I saw them last year, and it's comparable. Mm-hmm. I mean, these dudes are big, they're thick, they're fast, they look mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, ooh, buddy. Even the the offensive linemen even look different. And some, you know, there's some of the younger ones that you can tell, but, man, like Andrew Thomas, he looks like a freaking beast already. Right. He should still have, like, baby fat on him, but, I mean, he looks like a grown man. 
I mean, well, all you remember, like, even Roquan, you talked about him earlier, what's he up to, like 235 or what? I mean, he's gained all that weight, but he's also gained speed. And, I mean, right. oh, my gosh, these dudes look nasty. Well, and you remember that article from um, probably about five years, six years, five, four or five years ago from was it Gentry Estes, the guy that used to be at 247? And he had, he he left Alabama's beat writer job and came over to be George's, and that was one of his first articles that I can remember is him saying the difference between the players at Alabama and Georgia. I'd be I'd be willing to bet you if if there's a difference, it's a much much smaller difference. Right. I'd right. be willing to guarantee you that. And once these younger DBs grow up that we just brought in. Right. I don't know if anybody's going to have a bigger DB room than we will. Yeah, because that class last big. year, they were almost all six foot, six two, six one. You know? Man, those dudes are big. I mean, you got Gibbs, you got Trey Bishop, you got Amir Speed. I mean, those dudes look like they. I mean, honestly, they look like Ogletree coming in. Right. All three. I mean, all three of them. Bishop was probably the skinnier one out of the three. I mean, Amir Speed and yeah, they look like an Ogletree coming in. And I'm like, those dudes are not DB. Wow. You got to be kidding me. Mm. Well, that's certainly a welcome a welcome change. Um, oh, my gosh, dude. And then guys I'm, like like Tyler Clark, this dude, right. I mean... When they showed the behind-the-scenes stuff where the one assistant coach was going through the hotel and uh, Tyler Clark didn't have a shirt on, you could tell how much they transformed his body. I was like, that is not Tyler Clark. And, like, mm. Julian Rochester, even him. Right. He's went from having two spare tires to, <laughs> dear God, don't mess with him. Right. How about the offensive line? How did how did What was your assessment of, of them? Especially after you know seeing it last year with, you know maybe we look better. We look better running out of like some kind of shotgun slash spread formation. When they lined it up tight, we still couldn't get any push. Okay. I mean, it could be you know. I mean, and it's probably. I mean, there's ten men in the box. Right. So I mean, I mean, you know, how much push can you expect to get there? And they, I mean, there was a couple of times running back saved them too and made them look good, but uh-huh. I I thought we ran a lot better out of like some kind of spread slash top shotgun formation. And since it's already out there, uh, it's not a secret anymore. We go ahead and say that there is an offensive formation that has Jacob Eason in the shotgun with Sony Michelle on one side and DeAndre Swift on the other. Mm-hmm. Running back. And, and, Oh, and they're able to substitute. They're able to go to different formations without substituting. They right. did that a lot, no matter who was on the field. You know, I mean, tight ends playing H back and Jeb yeah. lining up wide, and you know, Sony and Swift in the backfield at the same time. I mean, it's 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 pretty inventive. I mean, I was, is, I was kind of surprised. I which was is very surprised. I was surprised how much more we practiced in uh, like spread formation than we did like half formation. Mm-hmm. 
which is very exciting for 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 us on our show where we that was one of the things that we were just craving last year was some some you know some variations using different not necessarily different formation but just use the 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 formations the same you know use the same grouping in different formations you know it just use that versatility that you really have available to you with the tight ends that you can use that you can flex out wide. I mean that's man, that's that's great to hear that they're they're using that versatility, man. And especially bringing in a guy like Swift where you can do that even more, you know, with a guy like, you know, Sony you you've seen all the time. But now you add in a, a Swift that can do the same thing. Man, and that's he huge, he didn't man. do it Saturday, but you've seen there's been highlights that uh all the media put out that that practice every day, you know. There's mm-hmm. a highlight they put out of Swift in the uh, in the slot catching the ball. Yeah, I mean, he looked like a pro already. I didn't see him catch it much Saturday, but you know, I mean, that's just he may not have got open or Eason didn't see him. And even Eason, all these people that are like down on Eason and all from you know the number two quarterback's always the most popular player on the team. Yeah. When they were, and of course it was the first string offense against second string defense. And then the second string offense against the first string D in the beginning of practice. So when Fromm was throwing against the first team defense, I won't say he looked terrible, but man, he threw into a bunch of double coverage and steered the receivers down. And I mean, the game sped up fast for him real quick. Mm. And I mean, there was, I know two balls that were thrown in a double coverage, batted in the air and could have, easily been intercepted so and I love from so I'm not like oh I love Ethan better from I like both of them. Right. But I'm no. And and then yeah. when it's two on when it's one on ones and two on twos later, he did he started throwing dimes and those stats were nice. They look good. But I don't and with I think I think Chevy Chevy may have disagreed with me a little bit on this. But I don't know of a pass at the end where from from through most of his touchdowns where that Ethan wouldn't have made maybe one where he would have held on to the ball too long. Mm-hmm. And Ethan's Ethan's touch looked a lot better, especially on shorter pass, short to medium passes. Yeah, touch a thousand times better. There was two or three times that he still held on to the ball too long. And right. and like led the receiver out of bounds on the long pass and crap like that. He's got to he's got to take care of that crap. But I mean, true sophomore. Right. Well, and the similarities to Stafford are, are so they're obvious, you know. I mean, but I just remember plays where Stafford and and you saw the similarities, you know, on the field even where, and I remember that play in the in the was it the Peach Bowl where Georgia. I think they played Virginia and, and Stafford. There was a flare out to the you know when we they would throw the fullback in the flat, and Stafford must have threw a ninety eight mile an hour fastball. I guess it was the Sutherland. I think <laughs> I've never seen a quarterback throw the ball that hard on the flat. But but you saw the same kind of thing last year from Easton, where uh, just like you yeah. said, short passes. He would try to just fire it in. You know he would depend on that arm strength that he has. Yeah, all all that looked better. I don't remember seeing 
and and they might be able to tell you better because you know different people look at different stuff. I don't remember seeing him throw a ball off of his back foot the whole practice. Well, that happened and, quite often. You know, a lot of a lot of it was against the air, but then a lot of it was you know eleven on eleven scrimmage. But even even in the scrimmage, I I don't remember seeing him throw it off of his back foot. Right. And you can you can tell he has more confidence. He carries himself better. He leaves the team better. You can I mean you can tell. You, yeah. You, know, you can tell he's mature. He's still got some stuff to work on. So I'm not saying he's mm-hmm. you know perfect or don't talk about Ethan because he's perfect. You know how dare you talk about our quarterback? No. I mean because he's still got the stuff. He's you know he can hold on to the still hold on to the bottle a little too long, or he did that Saturday. Right. So there was probably few passes that could have been either a touchdown or at least, you know, a 40, 35, 40-yard 40 bomb. But mm-hmm. he held on to it a teeny bit too long and, and let him out of bounds. Well, and, and if you think back to his senior year, that was one thing that we all kind of said was he would take – he would be off his back foot throwing a 40-yard pass, but it would those balls would be completed, you know, in, against Washington High School football. But now that he's gone through a whole season of seeing that that you know those are either going to get batted down or knocked down or picked off, you know, which he didn't still didn't throw very many interceptions. But he sees you know that he's going to have to adjust his game. He can't depend on just his arm strength. He's got to depend on precision and accuracy and everything as well, and and proper technique and mechanics. And that's that's the growth and maturity that you usually see from freshman year to sophomore year, which that second year is usually the the big jump, you know, and, and for both player and coach and team a lot of times. Oh, yeah. And, that's, and that's I would I would go as far as to say the the Manning camp helped a lot and Jay Johnson has helped a lot. I would I would go that far and say that. Is that the Minnesota, former Minnesota coach? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, yeah, that's big. Um, I, I tell you what, if if Kirby lets Cheney lose, we'll score some points. Yeah. Well, there's some yeah. there's some weapons. There's some there's some weapons. Yes, and the line and the line being included in those weapons. You know, you have to include that line. You know, they look the- they look good in pass block. Right. They they really did. I was I was surprised. They looked pretty good in pass block, and they and they looked good a lot of the time running the ball. But then you saw some of the same stuff as last year, when you mm-hmm. get in the tight formations where, I mean, it looked like I mean sometimes it looked like they were just outnumbered. Sometimes it looked like they just didn't hold the blocks long enough. But I, it's hard to remember a time where. I saw two or three offensive linemen getting pushed into the backfield. Right. I don't. I don't remember seeing that in practice, and that was against our defensive line. Right. Well, so I, I don't this? remember. And there may. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect, but there may have been one or two where one of them did. But I mean, you had times last year where your left tackle, center, and right tackle were all pushed three yards into the backfield before the doggone running back was getting a handoff. Right. I mean, it was just getting pushed around. So, you know, and, and sometimes it was even win at left, at left guard because he was undersized having to play guard. And, right. I mean, sometimes it was him too. 
But, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody saw it. There's times where three of them, maybe even four, so at least three. And they were three yards into the backfield before the freaking running back got the handoff. And it's mm. good we have Chubb and Tony because they saved them a bunch. But I just I don't remember seeing that. I, I do remember seeing where it was lined up tight and, you know, they just may not have been able to hold their blocks too long or somebody got through, you know, but it looked, it looked better, but you can tell they still got something to work on in the tight still, formation. Still some progress to be made. Yeah, um, yeah. How about to help Ethan with the receivers last year? It seemed like, you know, if he wasn't pinpoint accurate, there wasn't really a lot of wide open receivers that we saw. Did you see some separation that the receivers were able to get this year? And yeah, it's, it's a lot better with Wims and Ridley and uh, Miko and Hollum. Holloman's a baller, dude. Who? Holloman's a straight baller. Oh, everybody's yeah, been talking. Everybody's been talking about the web the whole time, and you know, of course, I wasn't at every practice, so they saw it. You know, I didn't, but I'm right. the baller. Plus, he's been battling a ham- little hamstring issue, I think, too. Oh, that dude, dude can play. He's a baller, yeah. man. Did they use? He's going to be tough much? to keep off. He's going to be tough to keep off the field. Yeah, and uh, Kirby was really singing uh, Godwin's praises this past week as well. Well, yeah. Now, now that we got guys that can play the slot, they're playing Godwin more outside. Right. Did uh, Did Crumpton uh, get any touches on offense that you saw? You know, he can catch. He can catch the ball. Mm-hmm. He may have had. I don't know. The Williams catch was pretty good because speed. Once speed caught up, like the guy said, I mean, he was all over him. They threw a penalty on speed for it. Hmm for pass interference. So he was, I mean, he was draped, draped all over him and, and Lim still caught it. So he showed good hands there. But Crumpton, yeah, he's smooth. You could tell he's running the routes, crisp routes, and he, he had some hands, dude. Which that's, that's impressive in and of itself just because he's only been there, what, two or three weeks, right? I'm, I'm telling you, people are going to tell me, and, and I put this in the practice report because, People are going to tell me I'm nuts. No, I'm not drinking. No, I'm not high. <laughs> Crofton is a tad bit quicker than McKenzie. Really? Where'd he go on? Not even kidding. Smoother. He's definitely smoother. Yeah. He's not as, like, herky-jerky. I'm, I'm right. telling you, the, dude, the dude's is a tad, maybe half a step quicker than Isaiah. Hmm. It's hard to believe, but I'm telling you what, just watch. Man, Webb, Swift, Crumpton, why haven't we been recruiting Pennsylvania more? <laughs> we got we I that's one that's one place where they transfer they transform that wide receiver group quick. Yeah. And you can you yeah. can even tell Landers Landers is gonna be a good one when he gets his feet on him. Okay. Yeah, big, he's he another big caught a couple of passes against the because uh, you know he started off twos against ones. He he called gosh probably three passes in a row against the first team defense. Okay, but it was more of using his athleticism, you know, 
do a route and and come back a little bit quick pass to the outside kind of thing. But still, I mean, he, he was he was on it. He's going he's going to be a good one too. They they've transformed. They've probably transformed the wide receiver group better than they even have the offensive line group, and that's what I'm putting. Right. No, no doubt. Any, of course, uh, all this is you know just based on one practice, but right. How but it was the, based on three and a half hours of one practice, where you know you can go. And it's nothing against the media; it's not their fault. But you know they they go and see eight to twelve minutes every day, so Kirby can kind of pick and choose what what they see and and all that. So right. I mean, this is from a full three and a half hour practice where you can't hide anything. I know it was a, a practice and a scrimmage, but did the kickers go any at all? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Rodrigo looks better. He looks stronger. That's good. And, and me and Chevy didn't talk about this beforehand, but we said the same, almost the same exact thing. The the ball just comes off different from the other guy's foot. The new guy transfer. What's his name? Uh, Martin. Yes. The ball, Rodrigo looked better, but the ball just comes off different from this dude's foot. Likely to see him be, definitely be the kickoff guy for sure? You know, I don't know because Rodrigo was hanging it a little better on the kickoffs. Oh, okay. It stayed in the air a little bit more. Whereas Martin may may have kicked it two, three yards deeper. Rodrigo looked like he hung it in the air more. Right. If it's on a line drive, it doesn't really matter. Mm-mm. It's two or three yards deeper. Um, but I, I think I think I think long kickoffs you're going to see more of Martin. To be honest, gotcha. he, he, was, he was nailing them. And you may even see where a couple of them are doing different. You may see Rodrigo more of them. Short field goals. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. But I, I think right. long field goals and could end up being kickoffs. I think you're going to see Martin. And I mean, unless Rodrigo keeps improving, you know, because I mean, he looked good. He looked looked much better. Looked much more calm. You know, of course, it was just a scrimmage, so you know, one game time with everybody in your face, you know, diving at right. you and all that crap. No doubt. Um, let's see. What are uh? I guess high school football be kicking off a lot. That tomorrow, kicked off huh? today, baby. Oh yeah, the court is that on? Is that on TV or? I'm watching on the Eleven Alive website. Oh, okay. Who who's playing in that right now? Actually, House and County is getting a hand it to them, man. Really? I think all they have is Trey Hill left. <laughs> oh, this, uh, they're playing Jones County, and Jones County's up 21-3 to in the second quarter. Hey, Jones can uh, Jones has got some players, too. They, they can put up points on just about yeah, anybody. Yeah, they have some athletes. They played a good – they were in it last year. Who did they play in it yeah. last year? One uh, of Lee County? It might have been, yeah. I think it was Jones against Lee, and they had some athletes, dude. 
they yeah, they put up points. They came down to Glenn a couple of years ago and they gave Glenn all they could hit. Glenn ended up pulling it out, but it was it was a it was a ball game. It looked it looked like those transfers hurt Housing County pretty bad. Yeah. It's like uh was it Lee County and Mary Persons played? Uh Lee County got the win twenty one seventeen. Yeah, that was a that was a really good game. They got a lot of first mm-hmm. game fakes and stuff, but Otis Reese was freaking all over the place and laying yeah. the lumber. Yeah, they played oh last year. Didn't know that, uh, that was Houston and Mary Person, because that was from and, uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, that Perry. was last year. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Troop County is leading Hardaway twenty-four twenty-one in the fourth quarter. I'm surprised Hardaway is that close to him. Do what? I'm surprised Hardaway is that close, playing them that close to a game. Yeah. Uh, Lasseter will be taking on the Kings Academy. Is that a, I'm assuming that's another new school. Got to be. I've never, I've never heard of them. Uh, Drew and Newton. Uh, Carrollton is killing Noonan right now, 51 to nothing in the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, I think since, uh, yeah, neither Noonan, they haven't had too strong of a team in the past couple of years, I don't think. Yeah. You mentioned Jones is leading Houston 21-3. South Effingham will be taking on Tift. Um, That'll be tomorrow. Carver and Lithonia. Tell me if any of these stand up. Well, Roswell will be playing South Forsyth. Does Roswell have a lot back from last last year? Roswell, they actually have an interesting quarterback. They have – that Tyneel Hopper at tight end. Mm-hmm. And then they have his brother, who's like 2019 DB. And then their cousins, or brother or cousin, I can't remember if they're brothers or not. Anyway, both of them's last name's Hopper, so I think they are brothers. But mm-hmm. anyway, their two cousins transferred in from, I think, North Carolina. His last uh, name's Little John. Oh, yeah. And this dude threw for like 51 touchdowns last year. Oh, wow. And I don't think anybody's really hitting them hard yet. I think they're waiting to see him, you know, play for Roswell. Probably mm-hmm. be a little bit, you know, a decent bit stiffer competition and all. But I'm telling hey, you, he's, he's one to look out for, dude. Because he's a dual threat hey, guy, dude. He can, he can play. He also? Yeah. Yeah, he's 18. Okay. Um, Hillgrove. Are they? I know they had a really good year last year. Do they are they expected to challenge again this year for that in that region? They probably will. They got uh, they got McCullough. Oh, what's his name? Jalen Jalen McCullough. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, so it'll be, be real good for him. Um, yeah, Hillgrove is taking on Buford, which. Is that a uh, Goad and Blaylock and all those guys, right? Are they at Buford? No. Where are they at? Blaylock is Walton. That's right. Didn't Buford? Buford has that big 2019 offensive lineman Harry Miller. They got that freshman quarterback that's like already 6'5 and absolutely ridiculous arm. 
And then they got uh, all the running back committed to Tennessee that we just offered not too long ago. They got him. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking. Go, go. Is it Goad? Is that how it's pronounced? I guess. Yeah. Uh, him and and Blaylock and I know Blaylock is not long. Goad with Tennessee, uh, Kennesaw Mountain. And then Blaylock is uh, Walton, and then Bertrand. I think it's hurt. Hmm. Okay. No, oh, well, I was thinking he's a uh, he's a blessed Trinity. Okay. Um, Dunwoody and Lakeside will be playing Patula Charter and Baconton Charter. I don't know who that is. I'll just be completely honest. Uh, Clark Central Winder Barrow, Providence Christian Strong Rock Christian. Uh, Clark Central has uh, has that running back. Is uh Perno that's Perno's team, right? And he Yeah. Jonathan Sewell. He's a he's a dang good running back. He's like five eleven, six foot, about one eighty five, one ninety, he can run the ball. Okay. I think right now they got him ranked like the number twenty running back in the nation for twenty nineteen, but he's a good one. He can run the ball. Okay. Um Harrison Hoyas will be taking on East Paulding. We all know who plays for Harrison. Uh, Ooh, wait, who plays for Harrison? Who's that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Dude, and if there was ever a recruit that just absolutely carried the team, good Lord. Nothing against yeah. any of the other Harrison guys, but gosh, if there was one player that just absolutely carried the team, it's Justin Bill Harrison. Yeah, you have to kind of, you know, all these tra- – all, you know, the ability for kids to transfer, and you know kid, teams and schools are coming after fields to – at the high school level recruiting. <laughs> uh, you know, it had to be tempting to go to somewhere like, you know, Buford or Roswell or, you know, wherever. He, or he nine, or even a – And their scrimmage, he looked bigger than half of their linemen. Yeah. Yeah. How is it? Uh, they have. Archer? They actually have a big game next week. It's Rome, right? Which is Harrison Rome. Yeah, I think a couple of guys are trying to go up there. Hmm. And man, if if they have the offensive line I saw in the scrimmage against Rome's defensive line with Anderson <laughs> and Chapman, Fields is going to be running for his life all night long. Yes. That is not even fair. They better run a bunch of screens and take advantage of a freaking blitzing just uh, defense because he's going to be running all night long. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, We'll see how it goes, though. If he can, you know, sometimes guys like that can just elevate the, you know, the players around you, you know. Make up and give it Yeah, but, I mean, just from the looks of it, it's a David Goliath. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. 
let's see, Blessed Trinity in Westminster, Prince Avenue Christian, and be taking on Aquinas. What is Prince Avenue? Do they have anything this year? Being nearby in Athens, they usually have a couple of players on there. Yeah, I think they usually have one or two. They usually have a good team. Yeah. Uh, Salem and Heritage, Ridgeland and Daresville, Fellowship Christian and Atkinson County, Vidalia and Dodge County. I don't know. Is there any others that you can think of? Carver and Harris County. Harris, there you go. You gonna go? Nah, Carver. Carver nah, Carver killed him. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be other How about uh, Fitzgerald and Hapeville Charter? That'll be a fun game. Yeah, Fitzgerald has that quarterback we uh, talked to, kind of. Yeah. Um, then, of course, Hapeville's got several players at Georgia's kind of been. Yes, and Barry. They had that Burton, that wide receiver that transferred to IMG, so they lost him. Yeah. Uh, he was like Lake. Guy. Yeah. Athens Academy and Walker. McIntosh County will take it on Brantley County. I think McIntosh is going to be in for a bit of a fall from grace from last year, making the state finals. Now they're having to replace their coach because of a some sort of a controversy of uh, Coach Robinson being accused of uh, having un, un... I don't know what the word is. Apparently he had a a kid missed practice or sat out of practice, so one of the other one of the other players ended up taking him out, you know, hitting him hard in one of the drills and the parents got upset and one of those kind of deals. Ended up getting Coach Robinson fired or resigning, whatever you wanna call it. So they and they lost kids on top of that too, but you know, Coach Robinson's son, Major, was the starting quarterback last year, so he was supposed to have a you know, big year this year, so it's it's a mess, dude. Um, Thompson and Laney. Marietta's taking on Wheeler, so O'Delario get his season started off against Wheeler. Wheeler's more of a basketball school, though, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I didn't know there was an Eagles Landing and an Eagles Landing Christian. I remember ELCA, Eagles Landing Christian, but I don't know there's an actual another Eagles Landing. Uh, Jonesboro, Mount Zion. Jonesboro. Uh, Camden will be taking on Oakleaf. I think Valdosta and Lowndes kick it off this year. That's a I don't know. See, I know Glenn and uh, Benedictine will be teeing off on each other again this year. Zamir White just ran for a 66-yard touchdown. <laughs> they are down to Mallard. Mallard Creek's a strong team. Yeah, they they're, are. They're a powerhouse team. Yes. So uh, they're down right now 21-6. to six. Uh, Mallard Creek's where... Uh, Oh, isn't that where the LeMays came from? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I think they were. Yeah, so, so they're they're traditionally pretty strong, and Scotland County yeah. just 
kind of little country, kind of little country town out there. Mallard, Mallard. has, uh, I know they have Jordan Davis at defensive end. He's committed to Miami. Hmm. So he's, he's pretty strong. I know they have him. So they're up on, on Scotland right yeah, now? Yeah, they're up on Scotland 21 to 6. Okay. I think both of them are ranked in the top five, maybe, something like that. I, don't, I okay. doubt they're in the same classification, though. Yeah. Does uh, Callaway have any have much coming back this year? I know Nicole, you know, without Nicole Hartman, and for, you know, two years ago, another there was one guy that Georgia was kind of looking at, but I think I don't think anything ever really. Hey, this is Callaway has Keandre Jones. Oh, okay. On the line. They got this dude named Tank. He's like an athlete. I think he plays more running back, but the way they go, they probably put their best athlete at quarterback again, which may actually be him. Right. So they, they, uh, I think, I think they might be a little bit younger this year, but they, they still have some athletes, man. Right. Uh, Northside and Warner Robins. We talked about the Franz transferring in there. That should be a pretty good game right there. I think Northside last year beat them like fifty something to three. Oof! I think it was the worst score of that, you know, big traditional rivalry like ever. Right. Yeah, I mentioned Glenn and Benedict. Glenn and Benedictine should be a solid game too. Glenn, you know, lost a ton of kids, you know, but they got the Jernigan kid back this year, and they're going to move into quarterback. We talked to him a couple of weeks ago. Um, defensively, I think Glenn's they're going to have to be carried by their defense. I think their offense is going to struggle a little bit without Zelante Hillary, without uh, DJ Dallas. Uh, but they've got to yeah. – they'll eventually, offensively, they'll get better and better. But it's going to be – they're going to have to have their defense carry them early on and then just adjust on the as the season progresses. I think it all go have them ready, though. Oh, here you go on, on Callaway. They have uh, that's two twenty eighteen guys. They got a Courtney Williams committed to Cincinnati. Plays like wide receiver and safety. They got defensive tackle that uh, is committed to like Western Kentucky. Okay. So they got a you know, one, they got a couple of couple of older guys. Wasn't there another I kid? Their, I think their special talent is a little bit younger this year. That's what I was – I think that's what I think. They've got a kid that's kind of like a Nicole Hardman, don't they? Maybe not quite that level, but like a DB wide receiver type of type of kid that was – How was that? Braylon Edwards, I think, was his last name. Okay. He, uh, he graduated last year. Oh, did he? Braylon Sanders, I think. Okay, now look. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not... He, he he went to uh, he went to Ole Miss. Okay. Well, I hope he re- went for the school, not the coach. Yeah, I think uh, he was looking heavy at uh, Bobo and Colorado State. Right. And, uh, you know, everybody knows what Ole Miss has been going through, so I think they kind of took a flyer on them, maybe. 
Gotcha. Let's see. Yeah, right. And then 2019, Callaway has Keandre Jones, obviously. Big offensive guard. Seemed to be a lot of, you know, talk that maybe Georgia and, and him were, were really heating up there for a little bit, but has he started looking more towards Clemson now from what seems like yeah, people I are think, saying? I think so. Well, one reason is going to be, I mean, you look at Georgia's daggum depth chart. Right. I mean, how many guards can you expect to bring in when you bring in the Tory Johnson and Justin Schaefer and then you're favored to bring in the number one and number two guards in the country for the year before Keandre Jones? Nobody right. wants to follow Jamari Sawyer and Trey Hill. Right. Because you know you ain't going to play. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're telling Hill center, so, I mean, that gives you one guard spot. Right. I mean, you know, Sawyer's got one guard spot hooked up for the next three years. At least three, you know. And then, right. okay, just say Hill goes to the center, well, then he got Notorian Schaefer on the other side. I mean, and that's not counting Andrew Thomas and Isaiah Wilson and Big Ben. Right. He had the three kids almost easily play guard, too. I mean... It's a good problem to have. Yes. Finally. I'll, I'll take missing <laughs> on a Keandre Jones to have the depth that he's building. Finally. Um, yeah, okay. And the 2020 guy for Callaway is old Tank Bigsby. Okay. He's about, he's about 5'11", about 185. 247 has him as a number three athlete in the nation for 2020. Already has offers from everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean all the SEC, Oregon, USC, NC State, Ohio State, and everybody. Hey, real quick, a couple more games that jumped out at me on for coming up this weekend. The nineteenth, Norcross and uh, Colquitt with your boy Coach Probst, man. And they they have uh they got they got old JJ Peterson down there. They got that transfer quarterback that came in, it's supposed to be pretty good. You know, he always has a team anyway. Oh yeah. Probes is gonna have we, them ready. We actually shared and I didn't realize it was Calkwin then. We actually shared a video a couple of, in the past couple of days or so mm-hmm. where it was like one of the nastiest hits on a punter ever. <laughs> and it was Colquitt's scrimmage game against Coffee County. <laughs> and that poor punter, it was a bad snap, and he ran back and tried to kick it after he ran back and grabbed it, and they lit him up. Oh, Lord. It, it, and I think he got the punt off, but it was about 10-yard punt, and Colquitt caught it, caught it in the air, returned it. I mean, it looked like a mid-season to late-season play. Like, those dudes were ready. Yeah. Hey, they don't want to go, what, 6-6 six and six again or 5-5 five and five again this year? No, but, I mean, look at their dang schedule. Good yeah. Lord. I don't care what any of y'all fools say. I will take Rush Pross on my coaching staff <laughs> in a second. I'll stay off that man. <laughs> he ain't did nothing in a long time. Stay off that man. <laughs> 
You want you down? You don't want somebody that can run an offense and get some creative offensive plays out there and take advantage of mismatches and take advantage of the talent that he has. A high rust prop. Yes. Y'all stay off that man. He ain't did nothing in a long time. <laughs> and he and he's freaking. Oh, people are gonna hate this, but how how is it that it's celebrated when Ert Russell? Headbutt somebody, a player with a helmet on, and starts bleeding. But Russ Frost can't. Because Irk was celebrating, celebrating with his headbutt, and Props was getting on to the kid for for his. <laughs> Man, chill. <laughs> you know good and well, Irk Russell done did that too. <laughs> And it cussed a kid up and down worse than Russ Prop ever did. Oh, yeah. That's a guarantee. <laughs> Y'all stay out my boy Russ. <laughs> Somebody hired him. Some college needs to hire that man. Georgia State huh? should have hired him. Yeah. That would have been – I don't know. That would be interesting, man. I don't know how he would translate to running a – you know, having a – be beholden a little bit more to in a college. You wouldn't have full control like he does at done in Man, Russ Frost was a football coach. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's a ball coach. You know how you got these guys that are like football coaches and they'll coach and you know Russ Frost isn't a football coach. Russ Frost is a ball coach. Yeah, yeah. He's a big B A W L coach. I'm telling you, y'all stay out, my boy, Russ. I'm, I'm telling you right now, give me a team. Make me an athletic director. Because on that staff, we're going to have Russ Frost. We're going to have Jeremy Pruitt. We're going to have Tosh Boy. We're going to have Ed Orgeron. I'm bringing all the boys. And we will win about... Six championships in a row before they put us on probation. <laughs> okay, maybe four, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you'll get too much attention too soon. <laughs> and if you have any problems with it, send your inquiries to <laughs> Jason Harry Dog at compliance at edu dot com. <laughs> I tell you where to send it. Send it to compliant. Kiss my ass because you want to be me. <laughs> at we have the best team dot com. <laughs> I'm hiring all my boys, and we're going to town. <laughs> Everybody gonna be mad and jealous. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, just to recap real quick. Big week for Georgia recruiting. Started off Tuesday with Elijah Moore. Picked up another today with Big Aziz Ojalari. And then hopefully on Saturday we'll add another for the kind of the capper as Kiaris Jackson. No, that that isn't the capper. The capper is going to be Appalachian State Day. Well, capper for the week, for this week. Then Appalachian State. How many kids are coming in? Is it just just a few, or how are they going to 
I mean, apparently Cook is James Cook is going to be making his official visit for the opening weekend with App State. Maybe an and, official. Uh, huh? Maybe an official. Yeah, yeah, well. How about this? Can you see an offense with, I mean, just think about this for a second. Justin Fields, a quarterback. Zeus, DeAndre Swift, James Cook at running back. Mm-hmm. Alleman, Webb. Who else is some of the younger ones? Ridley. Mm-hmm. Wims will be gone. Holloman, Webb, Ridley, Kyrus Jackson, Elijah Moore at wide receiver. Not a Warner. Thomas, Isaiah Wilson, Tory Johnson, Justin Schaefer, Trey Hill, Jamari Sawyer on the offensive line. Maybe Luke Ford. Maybe some Luke Ford tight end in action. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> hey, after all that, you put me at tight end. <laughs> Don't matter. <laughs> it's definitely something to that can really get the old get you salivating to see some offense. Hey, I'm man. telling you, you give me Sawyer, Hill, Wilson, Thomas, and whoever on the offensive line, and you mm-hmm. give me Zeus. Swift and Cook, we're going old school, not even triple option. We're going old school T-bone. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know who's getting the ball. You just know we've got to run it down your throat. Yeah. Hey, also, one thing I was thinking, too, you know, I know there's been a lot, and we talked about this a little bit briefly last week, I think, with, with – Coach Scott, D-line coach. One thing he needs to have happen is is obviously have Thompson and Ledbetter and, you know, Carter and and, uh, all those D-linemen, Atkins even, have big years this year. And then they need to all come out and say, man, I couldn't have done it without Coach Scott. He taught me some stuff this year that, you know, I hadn't seen before, really helped me on the field. Yeah, they're gonna, great dude. they're gonna have to build his rep up a little bit more. I know he's got a good rep, but they're gonna ha- he's gonna have to depend on those guys to really oh, build yeah. his I rep mean, up to everybody. Young, and, I, and let me tell you, that's one thing not many people have talked about is the defensive line is different. They're not just space eaters. This mm-hmm. dude has them toned up. They're, I mean, they're getting in the backfield. They're running plays there from side to side. Even like Julian Rochester running plays down side to side. Mm-hmm. I mean, just craziness. I mean, they're 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 not, they're not just up there to be space eaters. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing they're playing gaps. They're you know, I mean, they're they're not just up there so Roquan and the Trent Patrick can make the plays. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see a lot of tackles from loss by those defensive linemen. Dis- disrupting in the backfield. They are the mu- mu- it's a much more disruptive defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. But that to me that that was one thing that I thought of me and a, another friend of mine were talking about it the other day and I, and that really came to mind man is like if you can get those guys to go you know kind of go public with 
what they've learned from Coach Scott and, and really, like I said, just kind of build up the cred for him with, with all these young defensive linemen, get his name out there a lot more, it would go a long way towards changing the the perception of, you know, he's a young coach and not really quite as well-known as some of these other coaches that are around and have been here. So, all right. Let's, let's, let's end it on this. Uh-huh. After a 66-yard touchdown run, Zeus with an 89-yard touchdown run. <laughs> I will take it. Uh, everybody check out fieldstreetforum.com, fieldstforum.com. Uh, if you haven't signed up, and real quick, Jason, uh, on Twitter, we got the Field Street Forum alerts for any breaking news, uh, com- like commitments today. I got, you know, a bunch of people got the, if you sign up for it on Twitter, it'll automatically post it to your, you know, send you a text over the phone. Um, how do people sign up or, or get, get registered for that? You there? They might have stepped off. Uh, I'll ask him again later. Um, check out fieldstreetforum.com, fieldstforum.com. Check it out on Twitter and on Facebook, fieldstforum. Uh, give me a follow at the real Dre on all social media. Um, you know, it's been it's been a big week for the dogs and. Things should just keep trending upward for him, man. That's 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 the big thing. Build on what what you've got going right now. Um, you know, so big week this week, big month in August, and maybe even a bigger month in September because September is when the actual games kick off, y'all. Um, so I don't know, Jason, you there? He must have had a call. All right. Check it out. I believe it's uh, – hold on. I'll tell you what it is, actually. Hold on. You go to at alerts FSF on Twitter. That's at alerts, A-L-E-R-T-S-F-S-F, which stands for Field Street Forum, in case you didn't notice. Uh, sign up there, follow them, and uh, you can have the notifications sent right to your phone so you won't miss out on anything if you're at work or at school or uh, whatever it is you're checking out. So they may keep you away from recruiting and football and sports. So check it out. It's a good little feature to have that that we have here on, on Field Street Forum. So all right, until next week, next Wednesday. Go dogs. See you. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.